This is the Annex Wealth Management SWAT podcast. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, insight, and perspective from members of the Annex Wealth Management Investment Committee. Joining us today, Trevor Nargis, Investment Management Specialist. Welcome. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having us. Also, Todd Voigt, Chief Investment Strategist. Welcome to you. Thanks. As always, in a SWAT podcast, we start with strengths. Looking ahead this week, because we do this every week, and it's a look ahead type podcast. Strengths, I think, are the labor market, we got jolts on Wednesday, expecting a high 11.4 number. We got ADP report on Thursday and Friday, we got the employment report. So these these labor market data or statistics are, are really key at this inflection point because we're in the midst of a decelerating economy and the Fed, you know, raising rates and all that. I'd say that's the strength is the labor market for now. Just to kind of add on to that, too, I mean, I think another thing to keep our eyes on is going to be um, inflation here going forward. A potential strength is that we've kind of passed the peak rate of change, comparing back to May of 2021, when things were still somewhat grim as far as an economic outlook is concerned. So I think kind of passing that peak rate of change, that will kind of help to subdue a little bit of the uncertainty that we're seeing. What I like about that answer real quick is the peak rate of change, because I don't know that people really understand that CPI is an index and a level. We've talked about it before, but the change or rate of change in that level is the inflation rate. So the CPI level as an index can keep going up. It just moderates as we close in on the end of the year is what I think the Fed is anticipating. For the layman, does peak rate of change mean that inflation might have peaked? exactly what it means. And so I think that's one of the reasons the market rallied last week. And besides some Fed comments that there might be a pause in, in August. And again, looking forward, it's not, it's not something we didn't expect. The, the rate hikes initially, and then a pause. And then if the data's soft enough, then the Fed lays off and and gives reason for the market to rally. Yeah, and that's something that our you know our colleague Derek Felsky brought up last Friday as well is that the U.S. core PCE rose 0.3 percent month over month in April, um, and that year over year number fell from 5.2 to 4.9. So that just kind of helps to reinforce the peak inflation story that we've seen. So kind of just a confluence of a couple things coming together. That is our strengths. Let's move on to weaknesses. I think weaknesses are is still the China lockdown and slowdown. Now they're reopening, but there's there's a leg effect, so it's going to take while a while for that to sink in. More minute is the export coming out of China. We're weak, imports flat, uh, so it's going to take a bit of time. And, I, and the supply chain issues persist as is a is another weakness. And in the midst of that, coming back over to the U.S. market is you got a rally in stocks this past week, maybe a rally in the midst of a weak market. Another thing to add to the weaknesses front, too, is that we've seen kind of a a wealth of weaker news in general. So take like your manufacturing surveys, your housing data. Those things have kind of started to soften a little bit, which could imply somewhat of a slowdown coming. It's the Annex Wealth Management SWAT podcast, Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. Under the O in SWAT, which is opportunities. The opportunities are growth-oriented equities and small caps. Both are down pretty heavily year-to-date, somewhere in the area of 25%. But small caps and growth are down even more. If you look back to November peak, they're down. small caps are down 35%. That's not far from a minus 50 took a pretty good hit. You didn't come off of a a market high that was speculative in nature or anything like that. So 
you got small caps having sold off here quite a bit, and the valuations are very reasonable. I'd say the opportunity is there. And then I would say valuation on small caps, the lowest since 2009 in the midst of that great financial crisis. And a lot of some of those areas that Todd just mentioned, you know, we try and monitor as much as we can and be cognizant of short-term price movements and whatnot, obviously not something that we want to watch entirely, right? We're not short-term traders, we're long-term investment managers. But some of these stocks are showing short-term bottoms. We saw a big rally on Friday of last week, and some of the technical support there might suggest that we are seeing somewhat of a temporary bottom here. Now, that doesn't mean that we couldn't go lower, doesn't mean that we couldn't go higher, but it does suggest that in the short term here, we might have a little bit of support here going forward. As far as some other opportunities in the space, one thing that Todd mentioned were some of these longer duration equities. So you have like growth and small caps that have a kind of a longer runway to take off and to bring in more revenue, bring in more profits. Um, another area as well is going to be your fixed income areas that are a little higher quality in nature and can be a little more sensitive to interest rates. So two areas that I like to think of in that sense are your like mortgage-backed type of securities and then your municipal type of bonds as well. I think that as we start to see inflation die down and some of the interest rate volatility die down, that those are kind of poised to do well. The Annex Wealth Management SWAD podcast, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, we're now to threats. Okay, well, threats, I would have a couple of them. And, and one is the, that if the equity markets and the bond markets continue to rally, the Fed could actually become more hawkish or more likely to raise interest rates. I'm not saying that's you know a high probability or not likely to happen. I'm just saying if the if the markets rally or continue to rally into this week and into June, June typically is the worst month of the year, especially in a midterm year, um, according to Stock Traders Almanac, which I'm a subscriber. But the other threat is the, if the ISM number that's coming out tomorrow comes out the first business day of every month and gives you a clue as to what's going on with manufacturing, if that surprises to the downside, so it comes in worse than expected, along with other economic data, so goes the, the market. So I, I'd view the, the softness and the economic numbers that are coming out, uh, whether it's the labor market or the ISM this week as a potential threat to the markets. Yeah, I think one other thing I would add in as well there is that we're starting to see margins and margin trends, something that Todd and a couple other members on the investment team, we watch pretty closely, but margin trends are starting to roll over. And what I mean by that is that the costs that these companies have, so input costs that go into making their products and whatnot, those are starting to rise and they're only able to raise prices by so much to help offset that and pass those costs onto the consumer. So as these trends kind of start to compress, that then starts to feed into their bottom line and what they're pocketing and what they're realizing as far as earnings are concerned. Right. You so, mentioned passing it along to the consumer is a threat the point where the consumer says, okay, things are just too expensive because so far consumer spending has been steady. I think it's a little bit of both, right? Because there's going to be a point where you're hitting a price point and the consumer, frankly, just says, I'm going to have to cut this back. 
I'm going to have to, you know, cancel this subscription. I'm going to have to stop consuming this higher end product and shift to a lower price substitute, things of that nature. And I think as prices at the pump, cost of food, so on and so forth, all these things that the everyday that the everyday person is seeing, that feeds into this discretionary spending, travel, tech, personal gadgets, things of that nature. It, it all it all kind of hits. Glad you said that because the food and gas price inflation, food and energy inside of CPI, CPI may be moderating, but those could continue to rise and they are continuing to rise. We don't know that we passed the peak on food and energy, even though the broader CPI indexes may be leveling off. It, it, you know, we're, we're not quite past the peak that we know of. We suspect that to be the case, but for sure, food and energy prices are look to be continuing to rise, and that's a big threat to the economy and to the market. When the CPI number comes in, they always say the always volatile food and energy. Right. It, is that part of core CPI? No. It's uh, the core CPI and, and full CPI. Uh, you can strip out and just look at core, which is much more stable. The reason why food and energy is not in there is that it's a more volatile series. So they want to get an idea of what the broader index without food and energy looks like. But now it really is kind of the core of CPI that's really wreaking havoc, especially on the lower income consumers. So that is going to be a big problem going forward. So just to kind of wrap that all up, I think a weakening consumer, a Fed tightening cycle, and then those rising energy costs, they're just beginning to bite. You know, we factor that in with lower earnings revisions, things like that, lower analyst estimates. Typically, when you kind of see that momentum start to build, investors tend to get a little concerned. This is the Annex Wealth Management SWAT podcast, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, insight, and perspective from members of the Annex Wealth Management Investment Committee. Trevor Nargis, Investment Manager Specialist, appreciate it. Thank you. Todd Voigt, Chief Investment Strategist, thank you. Thank you. Annex Wealth Management, LLC, is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. The opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect on those of Annex Wealth Management, LLC. Information presented should not be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice, or a recommendation or a solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Investments involve risk. Neither Annex Wealth Management, LLC, nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast.